You're listening to the Regional Update. I'm Jessica Strauss. I'm the WeedSmart Communications and Project Lead. And in this podcast, we catch up with somebody from the regions, whether it be the North, South or Western, each month, and we find out what's happening in their patch in regards to weed control. Let's get into it. On this week's regional update, we're heading to the northern region to chat with Peter Gallia, who is a grower just north of Emerald. Peter grows both grains and cotton, and he joins me now to run through his farming system and what works for him to control weeds. How are you going, Peter? Yes, good, Jessica. Thanks. How are you going this morning? Pretty good. It's getting cooler in WA, uh, uh, so it's uh, yeah a bit of a cool change, and that's nice for some. I prefer the summer weather, but I'll I'll deal with it. It's good that we're heading into seeding. How are you going? Yeah, well, we're still pretty warm over here. The humidity's fairly high this morning. We're getting some showers. Yesterday we had an inch in Emerald, fairly locally, and uh, and yeah, it's still fairly tropical. Yes, we're not near any winterish weather just yet no oh lucky now tell us a little bit more about your farming system because i only gave a very brief overview there things like where you're located and and what you're growing so jessica we are farming here in the emerald area which is we're irrigation farmers sorry and we're in the emerald irrigation area and and we draw our supplemented water primarily from the Fairbend, uh, the Fairbend Dam, and that's distributed along a channel network by the uh, Finn Water Company, which is the irrigation network which supply water to the farmers. And we grow grain in alongside the uh, irrigated cotton, Jessica. Yeah, right. And being in the north, you're obviously working in both summer and winter cropping. Can you give us a bit of a recap of how your summer cropping program went? Well, if we say start from September 22 last year, that's when we planted the new cotton of that year. That was on reduced water allocation, so it was a bit of a challenging start. However, November saw some timely rains coming, and that put some water into the dam, the Fairburn Dam, and uh, and then we planted some more acreage, and that was good for the crop that planted. However, in that November rainfall, it also had a downside that the winter crops in the area here, which were record-yielding crops, uh, it posed some challenges for harvesting and grade gradings of the, that grain, whether it was dirt or off-grade grain, because of the excess uh, rainfall at that time, Jessica. Yeah, right. And uh, what are your plans for your winter cropping program? Well, once, once we finish picking the cotton, shortly because a lot of the cotton in the area here this year was what they call growing on because of the inclement weather at peak flowering in that December, January area period, people decided to grow it on to try and recover some of that lost yield. So if we can get the picking done and the fields rotated again, yes, there could be some winter crop go in with wheat and chickpeas, yes. We, we will put some in in any case because some acreage in because we've still got some fellow ground left, Jessica. Okay, that makes sense. And uh, yep. in terms of the summer weeds that you have to deal with, can you walk us through what kind of summer weeds you have to deal with and, and how you dealt with them? Well, in, in the cotton program, it's not too much of an issue. It can be challenging with some weeds, but uh, we use the Roundup Ready technology in the cotton, and that allows us to put over the top glyphosate sprays on which control 
pretty much most weeds. Um, we still have issues with resistant weeds uh, like feather top roads and flea bane, which are uh, a fairly ongoing large problem to try and overcome in Queensland and New South Wales, I believe the area is extended to now. So um, we just uh, usually use in the cotton glyphosate and um, haloxifol chemical type um, actors and that, that controls the um, most uh, issues until you get canopy closure. Yeah, right. And are you concerned about the resistant weed issues? Do you have any kind of, you know, plans on dealing with those in, well, in any other ways? Well, the flea bane and the uh, feather top are a major issue. Mm. In your fallows of wheat stubble, it, it is a problem because you, you try not to uh, mechanically work the ground. However, sometimes if the feather top is that bad and the um, flea bane, sometimes you have no option but to plough it and um, and start again and try and get some uh, stubble cover re-established. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Peter, do you have a do you use a disc seeding operation? Yes, we do. Primarily use disc openers for seeding. Yes. We don't actually use tine planters anymore. So, yeah, we, we are double disc opener with precision boxes on or for the seed mechanism this year. Yeah, and so in that case, can you walk us through your approach to pre-emergent herbicide application? In the chickpea plantings we do, we usually try to put down 100% band spray of turbine. It's a, it's a chemical called turbine there which controls mainly your um, broadleaf, Mexican poppy-type weeds. Yeah, that's probably about it. In the wheat, we probably tend not to worry about pre-emergence because the wheat, you can usually put down a, a spray of MCPA or hormone-type chemical with uh, with Ali if you are not worried about resist resistance in the ground for follow-up crops, yeah. And in regards to crop rotations and crop competition, what's your approach there? Well, in an ideal world with the weather, and obviously a lot depends on the weather, we can have all these aspirations of religiously saying we're going to plant this that time and that, but ultimately the weather controls a fair bit of what you do and, and the time you can harvest a crop and then what the field conditions like after you've harvested the crop, like as an example, last year was a, a wet, wheat harvest so we have challenges now with large wheel tracks in the field and then you've got resistant weeds building up so in some fields we had to actually plough down that field to recover it and and start with an even platform again I call it uh, for subsequent plantings and and, and start again so yes we we do try to rotate wheat onto the cotton and, and vice versa or sorghum but it's still dependent a bit on, on what Mother Nature lets you do. And then you've got the other issue of your economics uh, and water availability. If the water's not available for the irrigation water and you have limited supply, well, a farmer will probably lean towards the highest return crop you can you can grow for the return, Jessica. And you've kind of touched on this, I think, but how do you go about preventing weeds setting seed, Peter? For stubble retention, I've actually... Just purchased a. Um, we haven't tried it yet, but I believe it. I, I think it should work. A broad acre style slasher, where if we have volunteer escape plants that um, are that woody, 
that you know, and, and, and hard that you know chemical is either not going to penetrate or or do the job. I find the next best option, apart from coal steel ploughing the whole field, is to slash those areas, obviously without disturbing too much of the the uh, understory, the wheat stubble, and uh, and just to try and tidy it, tidy the field up and um, get an even platform again. And uh, what about spray topping or crop topping? Is that something that you uh, yeah. do? We have used um, uh, paraquat slash chromoxone spray seed type over the top sprays to um, primarily burn the, the seed source off at, at you know at the commencement of flowering to try and you get a knockdown yeah by, by burning that seed uh, with a you know fairly high rates of paraquat type chemicals. Very good. And what about your approach to harvest weed seed control? Are you looking into that space? Probably not. We haven't ventured down that um, track so much. We've done pre-harvest spray outs for certain weeds. That's dependent on to what the withholding period is for that crop uh, in regard to the chemistry you're using. Post-harvest, not so much. It just really depends again on how much rainfall you're getting at harvest time. You, Traditionally, harvest time is dry in the grain, so there's probably not a new, lot of new wheat stock generated just as, as then just you know. Yeah, no worries. And is there anything else about your farming system regarding you know your weed control approach that you'd like to share with listeners? Oh, well, I think you know crop rotation will control your weeds because the different crops that you grow are resistant to certain chemistry that we can use to control various weeds. So as an example, you know, like as an example, if you have feather top growing in a wheat crop, it's going to be extremely difficult to do anything with. But if you have feather top growing in a cotton crop, it's uh, a lot more easier to manage because you can use a chemical to try and kill or heavily retard the feather top and, and it won't hurt the cotton as such, Jessica. Yeah, so that, yeah, yeah. A little bit of picking and choosing of yeah. what weed you've got there, or you know the history of the soil that's there in the field that will likely return that that seed stock into a in, into a weed plant that you have to control. And obviously, that's dependent on the on the season that you plant, because some weeds will only germinate in summer, mm. so then winter. Yeah, no, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much for giving us a over, an overview of your farming system, Peter. We really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us. Not a problem, just.